0: Welcome to this enlightening, yogic episode of the Greyhorn Pagans Podcast. Sit down, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and let's find inner peace. Welcome everybody to the Greyhorn Pagans Podcast. And... We are live. We are back on the Greyhorn Pagans podcast once more. Once again, been recording a whole lot lately. Um, my guest for today is Deborah. How do I pronounce your last name? You
1: can pronounce it a lot of ways. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's the right pronunciation?
1: Well, there is no. The American pronunciation is Charns, but I have other relatives that call it, that say Charnes. It was all, you know, when, when, when everybody came through Ellis Island in the, in New York City from all over Europe, everybody's mm-hmm. names were
0: changed. I'll just, I'll just go with Charns. I think that's the, uh, the easiest one. Miss Deborah Charns. thank you for joining us. Um, introduce yourself to the the good people what do you do what's your specialty
1: i've done a lot in my life because i'm 65 (laughs) years old (laughs) and i actually ages ago worked in radio i worked television i worked in journalism i for most of my life i did corporate marketing public relations And I was selling every product and service that I didn't believe in. (laughs) 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 Things that I was like selling my soul. Finally, in 2011, I said, I cannot do this anymore. And I left the corporate world. I opened up my own marketing communications business where I was representing almost entirely non-profit organizations that i believed in for a change it felt so wonderful <laughs> <laughs> also able then to spend a lot more time doing my writing because i've always been a writer and dedicate my time to my holistic health practice and little by little the marketing communications went down 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 the time spent on it and the time spent on holistic energetic work and writing went up 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 so now i am a certified yoga therapist i am certified in many other modalities and i've written a a best-selling ayurvedic alternative medicine and spiritual healing book awesome
0: um that's sounds just so much better than working for another soulless corporation who just wants to maximize profits um so tell us tell us a little about your um about your book like it has it has a great great title and um let's see i could if i can yeah. find it i have to go to the okay. uh
1: And here's a cover shot of it. Um, I like the cover art as well. And I do want to say that having worked in the marketing communications business (laughs) my entire life, worked with graphic designers and art directors my whole life. And I hate to say it, but as talented as they might might be, sometimes it's... you know, working with being careful with their ego and they have ideas mm-hmm. that are totally different from yours. And I love this cover. I love the I loved working with the art director for my from my publishing house. Because what he did was first of all, I like the type from the boxing ring to the ashram. But what he did, and I don't know if you can tell what this fuchsia is with the connotation of the fuchsia, but there's hanging red boxing gloves is if you yeah. hang them up to say, forget it. And it's all within a fuchsia lotus flower. And, oh. even, and even the colors and the little dots around it, to me reflect a little bit of Bollywood flavor and color. And, and so that's what I love about the art direction because the title is from the boxing ring, which to me is all about violence. Uh-huh. getting beaten up <laughs> and then an ashram for those who don't know an ashram is a center for spiritual study and of course my my vision of an ashram it, you know it's it's all peaceful prayer life or enlightenment and so i see the boxing ring and the ashram as complete polar opposites
0: they are uh, they are quite different Indeed, um, I wouldn't say them. I mean, I'm a a bit of a martial artist myself. I train jujitsu twice a week, which is different, of course, from uh, from boxing. I mean, we don't necessarily punch each other, not on purpose, that is, or not Um, to
1: hurt each other. It's not to hurt each other. Uh,
0: (laughs) jujitsu, I mean, (laughs) you know, it is still you know, guillotine chokes and arm bars and all of that, so uh but i mean that's that's why you keep yourself safe that's you know why we always agree to you know tap out and um but that's that's your own uh you you need to tap out yourself if you don't then you know that's on you um but yeah no i i I totally i totally get it you know it's i i love the i love the contradiction i love the the symbolism on your uh on your cover It's um that it, it really speaks volumes in its itself
1: and the um the concept because people will say to me oh were you a boxer no, I was never a boxer. Although in communications days, I used to promote boxing matches and these were um, nationally televised boxing matches and I was always ringside. So I am oh. very familiar with how the boxing, <laughs> um, how a boxing match works and the knockouts and, and all the blood. But <laughs> but what is, um, what I wanted to talk about because you were talking about jujitsu and Mm -hmm. I was not a boxer, but the concept of my book is life lessons from a dozen of my gurus around the world. And the one guru, again, they're on four continents, but the one guru who lives half an hour from where I live currently, and who used to work with me, the most beautiful zen-like studio she it's a female she was a world-class boxing champion and she got hit like muhammad ali too many times she of course had from different injuries but she also suffers from dementia pugilistica which is permanent brain damage from traumatic brain injuries and she is the most positive person that i know and this is after she was suicidal after she doubled her weight because she had to leave boxing and she loved boxing and what she did to replace the boxing because of course it's a culture it's not just about punching it's a culture yeah and she replaced it with tai chi and she is the most wonderful tai chi instructor and so i know from having taken tai chi with her and that's why i don't know about jujitsu but the tai chi even though it's a martial art and even though everything is about defense mechanisms and about attacking such a beautiful dance and of course the way we do tai chi it's all solo so there's no there's no blows to anyone it's just in the air
0: airnatachi yeah, is um i've I've seen it being practiced uh before I traveled to China well quite a while ago um I was eighteen so that's like mm, two <laughs> more <ago>. than two,
1: <laughs> more than two years ago
0: uh yeah yeah but um i I think it's uh it's absolutely it's it's beautiful like it's it's so flowing and you can like you can feel the the energy coming coming off it um and it's it's very very much like meditation also oh, like totally. just this may sound a uh, a little odd to you maybe but uh jujitsu is really my meditation that's where i can just focus on on one thing and one thing only and um you know it's when i have to be present in the moment even if it's just to you know prevent injuries and mm-hmm. you know at the same time it's it keeps me fit it keeps me flexible some worst um yeah you know i just i i really find good meditation in jujitsu, and on the other hand like jiu-jitsu is always has also ruined the gym for me like uh, weightlifting now is just Mm. it's boring it's boring compared to uh to jujitsu i
1: totally understand because i there was actually a book that i read i can't remember the name of it it was probably about six years ago and it was about surfing as meditation Mm. and there one of the chapters in my book it's actually Mm -hmm. the very first Mm -hmm. chapter in my book and the chapter title is mindfulness for peace of mind and what i try to relay in that chapter is that meditation does not mean i actually am sitting right now on a meditation cushion that my daughter made for me oh that's cool But meditation does not have to be sitting on a meditation cushion with your eyes closed and without moving for five, 10, 15, an hour, 90 minutes or 10 hours. There are so many different forms of meditation. And what I believe, and this is one of the things that I try to teach in my book, is that everyone is different. And we need to find what works for ourselves. And one thing that I've always found meditative for me, from the time I was a kid, was walking. Mm. I love walking meditation. And another thing that to me is extremely meditative, I have so many things that I do to meditate. <laughs> but, but another one is pulling weeds. I am not a master gardener. My garden looks horrible. But, but I love pulling weeds. And then another um form of meditation that I have been doing maybe for the last eight years, and I only do it periodically. It's coloring. And you know how now they have all these adult coloring. Yeah, things, and you yeah. can do mantras. And in fact, I don't know if you can see behind me, there's oh, yeah. a coloring chart yeah. of the chakras that i have now oh that's awesome and um so again there are so many different forms of meditation and then the ones that i do every single day are mantra meditation
0: that's a lot that's (laughs) but that's that's really no but that's really cool and you're you're absolutely absolutely right because um I mean I I had to definitely discover that for myself too um cuz I I just I have too much empty I I'm, I'm too too fidgety too too nervous to um to like just sit still and be like mm. like okay. that that just doesn't work for me but that's the first thing you see when you know, you look up meditation, or like how meditation is presented in more like more mainstream sources. You know, it's the sitting still and like with the you know the fingers together, and legs crossed, and mm-hmm. like you close your eyes and just try to sit still. But like my mind is still going a million miles an hour,
1: and most people's are. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I I do love that. um You know, this is just confirmation that meditation for is different for for everyone like it can be active meditation as well walking is a very very good one because at the same time it's um it's a low intensity exercise and just walking outside in the you know in the clear clear weather clear skies or like even when it's a a bit moodier, like a bit moody weather that you know there's just there's something about that like a, a beautiful autumn day for example, that's just can be really, really pleasant and gives you time to think about things and gives you time to think things over. And
1: And, and that's why I say from the time I was a kid, back and again, back when I was a kid, we didn't get driven to school, we walked to school. (laughs) And when I was in high school, my walk was about a mile, which of course, a mile is not that far. But Again, nowadays, I don't think kids walk a mile anywhere, but, but I loved those walks by myself because huh. it was time for me to, to just let my mind wander. And where I live now, I live in a rural area. And when it's not extremely hot, because I do live in hot Texas, but when it's not a really hot day or early in the morning, what I love about walking is I hear the sounds of the birds. Of course mm. I have fresh air. I can feel the breeze on my body. And one of the things to me that is very important about mindfulness is to focus on your different senses. And maybe maybe it's just one sense at a time or sometimes it's more than one. So I mentioned mantra meditation. When I walk, I typically will do mantra meditation. So I am actively vocalizing a mantra. So that's, of course, the oral sense. But I have my my beads like a rosary. It's like a rosary. And so with every mantra, with every repetition, you move the beads. And so then that tactile not only um and then of course i'm i'm outdoors and i just feel everything and and it's beautiful
0: yeah yeah that's that's the one thing i i do miss um i live in the the city unfortunately so uh you know going on a walk that's it's not it's not really i mean there's just so much noise around um i i did live in a uh like a smaller town for uh like 10 years with my parents before i moved out and it's only when i uh, you know became a father myself and grew a little older that i i really started to appreciate uh, the little towns and the little you know smaller villages and how connected everything is how connected everyone is and you don't find that in in the city um but i you know i i totally like just walking i mean oh i can go to the like the dunes here and just walk through the the dunes or mm. take a walk past um like over the over the beach past the ocean and it's yeah that's that's really really calming and yeah i mean here in the netherlands we like pretty much take the bike or walk everywhere anyway because you know it's a smaller country not, nothing is really too too far removed so um, yeah people most people like think i'm crazy you know, if I if like if I just take a take a walk somewhere, it's like you walk all that way? Well, yeah, you know, it's just it's it's a little me time. I got my headphones, I got my music, or just you know, no music and just my own thoughts and I mean But
1: of course we are meant to walk. Our bodies, if we don't walk, our bodies become like, I I refer to it as like the Tin Man in Dorothy and the Wizard (laughs) of Oz. And as a yoga therapist, and again, I'm 65 years old, but I can do everything and my range of motion is excellent. But also I do not just like right now I'm on sitting on a meditation cushion. I avoid chairs. I avoid couches. I do have a working desk where I'm standing, which Mm. is so much better for you. But I see especially in urban societies because, of course, in other countries and when you're more in a rural area, it's natural for everyone to walk to the store to walk to say hello to someone it's natural but in the larger urban cities it's you know you're you're in a car you're in a train you're in a bus and those are very bad for your backs they're not good for your legs and of course the sound contamination that's another thing you know in terms of um you know in a in a quieter more rural setting you don't have the the sound pollution but what I tell people all the time is that people are not meant to sit on chairs or couches and they are meant to walk and if you look at Asian cultures it's so normal for people to squat all the time as they're working as whatever they're doing they are squatting our bodies that the normal if you look of course at a child and the range of motion of a child and then you look at somebody even when they're 25 and even i've taught high schoolers and some of the high schoolers are pretty course, most people quite frankly that get to be my age their range of motion is very poor but it's all environmental yeah. Our body and one thing that I read which is fascinating is that our body we are this our species greatest in terms of the ability to walk and run even greater than other animals, which seems incredible to me because very few of us run very far. <laughs> and yeah. but but that is how our bodies are made.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's true. And I I've seen that um i i don't mean to diss him but with my uh with my father for example he's always had a uh always had a desk job um he you know nothing against my my father he's always been you know he's been a good provider for his family he's a, he's a good father i absolutely love him but it's when you look at him it's obvious that he's always had a desk job like a very and a very mentally uh stressing job like a mentally heavy job um we are joined by IRFA, my uh my wife i really wanted her on here because she uh is studying to be a yoga teacher and she's the more the the spiritual enlightened one of the, the both of us so hey babe hello there Because hey i just literally woke up
1: and i
2: was like oh crap i was supposed to be on the podcast
0: no <laughs> uh, we we only got this uh set up like um uh, uh few hours ago so you're good I apologize no it's, it's fine uh, but I I definitely uh recognize the um uh, the, the stiffness and all and my um my father unfortunately is um has always been struggling with his weights because you know he sits in the car to to his his job and the, then he sits behind the desk eight ten sometimes even you know 12 plus hours a day and you know food is his his comfort is his way of um you know releasing stress and also on my father's side of the especially on my father's side of the family we like good food um <laughs> oh honey you you have introduced me to some uh some foods especially southern foods that um I like that that'll force me to uh, keep training let's let's just put it that way um but yeah like even with high schoolers like that's man. i mean i i remember from my own school days like just sitting still in class and just you know watching the watching the blackboard and the the teacher just writing things on there and i had to take notes and whatever i couldn't focus i couldn't concentrate i would rather just be somewhere else that's why um pe and like crafting class and whatever were my favorite classes because you Like, you actually get to do things.
1: And I'm the same way. And when you, earlier, you mentioned something about that when you were talking about why you like jujitsu and and when we were talking about meditation. And I also feel as if I am always, uh, you know, again, I haven't been diagnosed, but I think that I have attention deficit or hyperactivity. And when I used to sit at a desk job, I used to have to get up every hour to walk around if not I would fall asleep at my desk <laughs> because I have to be physically moving and my mind has to also be be moving but what's unusual is I can sit and meditate in stillness for a very long time and I can do that I'm I de- again, I typically like to be very physically active. And speaking of yoga, I'd love to mention this because of your wife, because I teach all types of yoga. and. One of the yoga forms that I teach, which I love, is called yin, Y-I-N, like yin and yang. (laughs) Sorry, and
2: girl. Here we go. And
1: and what, what I tell my students all the time is that I believe that in our society, most of us need yin several times a week. And the reason why is because our lifestyles are yang which is constantly moving. It's the masculine. It's the sun. And yin is the quieting. It's the calming. It's not moving. And for some people, like my sister, I can say this. So we can't wait. If we're talking about family. I can say this. It is very hard for her to do something like yin yoga. And traditionally, what is difficult for you to do means you need to do it more. The same thing with a meditation yes, or, any, or any any kind of a yoga practice when you're having the most stress in your life and it's, it's harder for you to do even if it's a jujitsu practice it's hardest for you to get your practice in when you're stressed out and that's when yeah. you most need it because you need to hear two
2: yogis you need to <sighs> do it <laughs>
0: yes dear she's been pushing me for years now to uh to do yoga and i don't i don't mind it but i did it like, while you were here you did it while
2: I, you're here you can say was, you've never done it i mean i was
0: i was with you like we were doing it together that's a lot more fun than just you know me here in the living room like rolling out my mats and just be like yeah.
1: i'd love to lead both of you but ideally in person with what i call partner play and I love doing it with couples where partner
2: yeah. it is just the most rewarding thing you could do as a couple. It is like,
1: yes.
2: Oh, I just told my brother and my sister-in-law they looked at each other like, "I want to touch you.. Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I mean, they do that all the time, but it's just it's the most rewarding you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. And that's where Fox. Since we're throwing people under the bus today, I'm gonna throw you. It's, it's hard for him thing. because <laughs> his mind automatically goes to the primal side of things, and
0: it's like no, 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 over here on your side. <laughs> on your side hey i am still a man okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i also believe that that's very important with relationship and for example from a from an ayurvedic standpoint and two of my chapters in my book talk a little bit about ayurvedic concept of lifestyle and diet and we talk about the doshas and so you know um it, it, traditionally people that are hyperactive Are vata. Vata is air and ether. The people that are very grounded and that like to just kind of, let's say, stay home or read or you know, um, yeah, they they tend to be kapha. And I truly believe that it's important with relationships for the people to be different so that they can help balance each other out a little bit. We're definitely
2: different because like that's, that that's us people for sure all the time is the yin and yang to each other yeah. where i'm the yin to his yang and he's yin to my yang yeah. we tell people that all the time
0: yeah if you just look at like who we are what we do what we what we like um we are Completely we're we're, va- we're vastly different uh you know I'm i'm dutch she's She's American, I'm more of a, a metal head, she's a country girl. Uh, I'm metal
2: sprinkled in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. And she's to be honest, she has gotten me to listen to more country. Um, gotta say, some artists I do like, I do like, I'll, I'll admit to that. Um, but you know, she is making me try new things and I help her push past certain Certain boundaries, you know, because I mean, honey, I don't. Well, I mean, since we're throwing people under the bus anyway, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was gonna happen. I mean, you you do get a little anxious about things sometimes like your mind goes a million miles an hour in like completely the the opposite direction um and that's,
2: that's what I do. Yeah, and yolk, yeah, so. yeah
0: and that's you know that's where i pull her back i mean with that's i mean i always say that like she's the emotional one i'm the rational one and she helps me uh like kind of understand my emotions more mm-hmm. and that it's like okay to to feel things uh, especially as a man because apparently that's that's a no-go i mean you can feel things but like only if it's like anger or something um and i help her like come, oh, come back to reality when, uh, when she's a when she's a little too far into uh, into her her emotions like so yes, yeah we are
2: the example of what's just happened recently if you must
0: <laughs> you know you're trying to decide. that's that's also that's also cultural uh differences last saturday i went to a uh, a big metal concert a Ramstein concert and had a good time had a few, few drinks and the connection uh mobile connection in the the hostel was just terrible i was like you know what i'll just I'll, i'll try and restart my phone see if that works and then i entered the wrong sim pin a few times so i got locked out of my phone um without like having any any backup like usually when i'm like when i'm home or you know somewhere close to home i'll just you know come home start up telegram uh on my uh, my laptop and send fire a message that way or call her that way, but I was like pretty much on the other side of the country with no real other way to contact her. So she went into full blown panic mode, contacting oh, okay, my
2: parents. Who tend to <laughs> do that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. And you know, contacting my parents and contacting a uh, you know, a friend and former colleague of mine. And it's so funny how all. All the Americans that she contacted like went into panic mode with her and <laughs> Europe. All the Europeans were like, ah, he'll show up.
2: Yeah, no <laughs> as they're drinking their morning coffees and I'm just like, oh, thanks guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like she prevented herself and a good friend of ours from sleeping that night. And, you know, <laughs> the Europeans over here were just like, ah, oh, don't worry, he'll show up. Um, so, yeah, that
2: was, right. I did. That that was funny. You that, you know, and it, this
1: is yeah. enough about our personal stuff, Andre. <laughs> but but I, I did want to mention that I, having worked in the marketing industry for most of my career, and I was talking before about working with art directors and graphic designers, and it's very common within the advertising industry that you pair right brain and left brain people together and they work together as what we call a dupla d-u-p-l-a and obviously the reason why is because when they combine their brains and their abilities powerful what they can create and and, and they work very closely together
0: and i mean we we see that with each other so about yoga like what's is there a um like a difference between like uh teaching yoga and yoga therapy or is it
1: Oh, yes.
0: <laughs> thank I you mean, for asking. F- fire Faye is the is the yogi. I'm just no, I try to keep up. Jesus. Yeah, I know, but it's it's good to hear from someone else too.
1: Yes, but thank you so much for asking because in reality very few people have heard of yoga therapy and what bothers me and what um is difficult for The Yoga Alliance, which is the international governing board for the yoga instructors, the word yoga therapy, and they're not yoga. Therapists. And one thing that drives me crazy is if I'm on Instagram and I look at hashtag yoga therapy, 99% of what I see that they put out there that they hashtag yoga therapy has absolutely nothing to do with yoga therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, um, I have a YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is under my name, D-E-B-O-R-A-H-C-H-A-R-N-E-S. And a lot of the videos that I put on my YouTube channel are about what is yoga therapy, when you should consider yoga therapy, what my style of yoga therapy is. And um, because again, very few people really know what it is. In reality, the idea of yoga therapy has been going on for a very long time but it's only been since I believe the year 2014 that the International Association of Yoga Therapists created guidelines, certification, and accreditation programs, yoga therapy schools, yoga therapy teachers, and yoga therapy practitioners. And I was in that first batch of yoga therapists that Was certified, and I was actually one of the very first bilingual English Spanish yoga therapists in the United States. What is it? (laughs) Um, I still haven't said what it is. For different people, it can be different things depending on your experience within the yoga therapy world. Many yoga therapists are medical practitioners, we have many that are MDs, we have many that are psychotherapists, we have many that are physical therapist obviously if you have one area of expertise in your professional arena your type of yoga therapy is going to be skewed a little bit one way or another mine uh, and again we all have to pass certain guidelines and have certain baseline um, knowledge and experiences. Traditionally, a yoga teacher has 200 hours of teacher training. After the 200 hours, you get an additional 300 hours of teacher training. But yoga therapy completely separate, and it's 800 hours or 1,000 or 1,200. And now what is becoming the trend, or hopefully it will be, is you have to have either an undergraduate or a graduate degree in yoga therapy. What I tell people, (laughs) and what I tell people a lot for me, because again, someone else's yoga therapy may be completely different than mine. But for me, the yoga therapy, the emphasis is on therapy, not on yoga. And one of the reasons why is because everything, of course, is interrelated. We cannot extricate the body from the mind and from the spirit. But also, many of the people that I work with, um, yoga therapy, for example, is very popular within a military community because most veterans need yoga therapy maybe not for the physical component but to work on ptsd yeah. and chronic exactly. pain and one mm-hmm. of the chapters in my book is all about yoga for ptsd anxiety and depression another chapter in my book is all about yoga for chronic pain Please. Yeah. <laughs> and many times meds meds are not the answer traditionally mm-hmm. but even oftentimes physical practices may not be the answer you have to do other things and two of the chapters in my book that highlight how it may not be physical is one of my chapters is about laughter as therapy and then another one of my um chapters again it's all about positive mental attitude and those are so important for things such as chronic pain. And the person that I refer to, my guru, Mm -hmm. in my book for Laughter is Medicine, was the victim of an armed assault, a bullet lodged in his spine. And he was left not only paraplegic, but he was left in chronic pain. He was bedridden, mostly bedridden for four years. He tried all different kinds of meds. He had multiple operations. He tried everything. And then of course, when, you, when all that happens to you, your depression guy rockets. And the only thing he found to help was laughter.
0: I mean- it is often said that laughter is the best medicine. So exactly. that,
2: and as my tea puts it too, laughter is most universal. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Yeah, that too. It's the uh, the most universal, recognizable emotion. Like, for it's it, it just it portrays happiness. It shows happiness in you know whatever form it may be. about um, so the branch in uh, in the. She actually came with a, a good one. Uh, runic letter poses for yoga. That's another thing that's been um, it's been coming up lately. Um, it's it's more uh, the the runic alphabets, of course, used more in uh, in the northern Europe. But it's it's funny how even that has become like a type of yoga. Like you're you're literally taking on the uh, the position, the rune of how it's how it's written. Um, becoming the logos as um, as the branch puts it so I think that's it's it's just interesting in how many how many ways and how many forms you can like practice yoga and it's all uh, like they're physical positions but they're spiritual and mm-hmm. mental symbols and all and I mean firefay is absolutely right I would definitely benefit of doing yoga more I have I have done it of course but more as a um like more as a practice like uh for example before jiu jitsu the warming up we'll do some yoga poses but that's mostly just um you know stretching and getting the the muscles warm and getting them relaxed a bit and uh indeed when i was uh when i was with her at the um like what is it spa and gym or
2: just uh, let's just say gym <laughs>
0: Yeah, gym, spa, and gym where she uh, where she worked at that time. Uh, we did some yoga together. Um, we did restorative yoga,
2: restorative and yin. Yeah one of my really good friends. She's the reason why I became focused on becoming a yoga teacher.
1: And I want to mention, you know, you, first of all, you sound as if you know a lot more about yoga than most people, especially talking about the runic poses. And I'm not familiar with that, but what I have done, which is almost identical, but coming from a completely different culture is I took a few workshops in Kabbalah and yoga, and you form the words, Oh. through your poses because kabbalah is all about symbology yeah and mm-hmm. morphology, and 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 so it's very similar to what you were talking about oh that's the interesting Firefair, tell me, some... yeah and firefay tell me more about what What
2: you like about yoga? I love the fact that, you know, I can go into myself. During me, like, last night after I went to sleep, because we are on an eight-hour difference, my body just wasn't feeling right. Like, I felt very (laughs) fatigued. I felt very fearful. Like, I was just every emotion that I could think of. And I was like, I'm not waking him up. both have had a long week. I'm not waking him up. I need to do something. So I did bed yoga. I'm starting to realize it's more of a thing than most people talk about. Oh!
1: I do it all the time and I love it <laughs>
2: I mean downward dog in my bed right now is not exactly ideal because I kind of broke my mattress but um <laughs> so it's just I did that while I was talking to our really good friend I didn't realize I needed to cry I cried and I cried and I like the fact that after I was done crying after I was done in child pose I just laid there and let the because I incorporate Reiki into my, was doing Reiki <laughs> on myself, yeah. and I was able to relax enough that I kind of crashed out and fell asleep on our friend, and I was just like,
0: oops. That, that's that happens with you uh, more often, but. But that's
2: what I like is like I can incorporate different things. Like I'm a, as I tell myself and I tell everyone else, an all-time witch, and I love incorporating stones into my practice. Mm-hmm. I also enjoy, as I'm doing, you know, restorative, I'll flip over a row card or an oracle card and see what the message I need.
1: I would love to practice with you. And and by the way, I'm a Reiki master as well. And uh, so, yeah. I'm level
2: one. I haven't started yeah. level two
1: yet. Yeah. And what i love about what you were expressing is that there are a lot of things that kind of bug me and one of the things that bugs me is the traditional western view Mm -hmm. or perception of what yoga is and And it's not and so that's why i love what you said about what it is and what it does for you in my book one of the gurus in my book is based out of India, but he travels to the United States all the time. And he mentions, and I totally agree with him, that in the United States in particular, because, and I've practiced yoga all over the world. I've taught, um, last year I was teaching in Italy for three months. Um, Next week I go to Costa Rica and I'll be there for six weeks. So I, I work go all over. <laughs> I'd, loved, I'd love I'd love for you to meet up with me. I can I can let you know where I'm going to be. But um, I've always felt, and I used to live in Latin America, and I felt it was different. Now, granted, this was a while ago. I don't know about in 2023, but I felt that living in Latin America, where the indigenous culture is everyone's culture, I felt that yoga was more spiritual. And again, more from almost from the indigenous perspective versus in the United States. And anyway, what my guru from India talks about in the United States is that a lot of people come to yoga because they want to lose a few inches or pounds or Mm -hmm. they want to tone their butt or their belly. And of course, that's not what yoga is about. Now, I do tell my students that if they do a lot of playing they can get a six pack on their belly but i also tell them i have a six pack it's just covered with some fat
0: (laughs) (laughs) which is more healthy even you know to be absolutely dry like single digit percent body fat which is so hard to get to it's it's not it's not healthy you know if you just if you look at all those bodybuilders you know there's a reason why they why they tend to die young and that's not just from you know gear use and all of that it's just because uh oh, there are so many that have passed over the last few years it's it's such a shame but they put their bodies under such such stress constantly and
2: that's why uh, i enjoyed a hygienist at my uncle's old office she didn't do bodybuilding like they normally do or they both she did it through paleo lifestyle and she actually oh. does as a paleo bodybuilder it's healthier and an easier transition for your body
0: yeah i mean that's the thing with so many so many martial arts uh you know like speaking of boxing for example the um or especially in mixed martial arts, that's become a hot topic um, the weight cutting and dangers of weight cutting.
1: I was just thinking the same thing.
0: Yeah. We're all the same um, I mean, you'll see uh, the athletes like on the, the weigh in day just absolutely famished like you know skin and bone and that's pretty much it but then their actual competing weight uh is like you know 10 20 pounds heavier because that's when they hydrate again so that's that's a whole whole discussion now going on in um no i don't want to go into it makes it makes martial arts like you know do we how do we safely cut weight without like dehydrating themselves and you know even that can be circumvented you know there are ways to um like show up hydrated on a test without actually being hydrated um like it has to do with purified water and all of that there, there have been been studies done um
2: being said i had a question for you mr um i suffer from pcos and I've cut processed foods out. I've cut out carbonated sodas. I've cut out. I've cut out dairy. I cut out gluten, and I can't lose the weight. I've tried. Is it more of like I need to do more yoga because my weight's not falling off like it should?
1: So is it a
2: blockage? Early,
1: early on, yeah. So earlier when we were talking. I mentioned we were talking about the doshas and kapha and I'm sure you know that kapha is the dosha where it is harder to rid yourself of weight and again I have I the only true and I mentioned this in my book is that I was trained to be able to guess at somebody's dosha which is the constitution by looking at them by watching them walk hearing them talk different things however that's not a true The true test has to be a pulse test, similar to the way that traditional Chinese medical doctors say, examine your pulse. But from what you're saying, I would definitely guess that it has to do with a Kapha imbalance. And sometimes it's not necessarily the Kapha imbalance, but that your body is telling Kapha, hey, we need more of you for protection. Kapha tends to be protective. And so it's very common people that have difficulties. I actually lead weight management workshops so Once often. <laughs> so often it has nothing to do with what you're eating or with your physical activity. It's about finding the dosha and sometimes you can't get to that balance without breaking down you know, let's just say emotional or spiritual barriers, because sometimes the beauty of Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine is we go to the root of the cause. So we don't say, let's just say, I remember, you know, back in the day in the 1960s, if people were overweight, they took pills to lose the weight. Well, of course, that's not gonna help you. That's gonna alter your, you know, your hormones and everything. But
0: Hey, creepy people. This is p Haunts and Homicides. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Cassie. Together, we explore stories of the paranormal and true crime throughout the Pacific Northwest. For each episode, we do a tarot reading to help us gain some insight
1: on the topic as we share the facts of the case and our interpretations. You can find our episodes featuring true stories from infamous cases such as the misdeeds of Boeing,
0: as well as lesser known true crime cases like the murders in Tunnel Thirteen as well as our spooky stories from Pike Place and Raven's Manor
1: on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you'd like to listen. Have Have a a creepy creepy ass day. Anyway, bottom line is the way that Ayurveda treats everyone is we look at everything from a wellness perspective. And sometimes it can be, um, this is, I'm not necessarily saying for your case, but sometimes it can be a chakra blocked, for example. And if you work a lot with stones and Reiki, I'm sure you know that you can put different crystals at your chakras mm-hmm. and it can help to open up the blockages. So, and unfortunately, you know, I have just seen that weight management. Yes, a lot of times it's from people being what I call the couch potatoes. They <laughs> they watch TV all the time as they're eating Potato chips and drinking a beer. That, of course, is going to cause weight gain. But for so many of us, and I was overweight, I would say I was overweight all my life. I believe that it's all about you have to find that inner balance from, again, from the, the Ayurvedic perspective, the chakras, it can be so much. And so much of it, again, it's not just the physical, physical, emotional, and spiritual. I'm
2: gonna have to talk to you more. That's done. because now that you're saying it, it makes me wonder if it. If, <clears throat> sorry guys i need water um it makes me wonder if it's more of my piece my ptsd that's blocking a lot of things yes that's very common
0: mental blockage yes it, you know, it will resonate with the physical, of mm-hmm. course, and mental and spiritual often is the um, is the first step. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there...
2: I do apologize for interrupting you, Han. I know you were on a tangent, but... No, 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 no. My... no. it's, yeah, it's I, I find it very
1: interesting. And I did want to also say that one thing that many people don't realize is the prevalence of PTSD. From a historical perspective, in World War One, they called it something. I can't I mention it in my book, but shell they shocked. called it World that was in World Yes, World War One, it was called shell shock. World War Two, it was called combat stress reaction, soldier's mm. heart, battle fatigue, combat neurosis, and war neurosis. And I studied linguistics. <laughs> and of course, all of those descriptions are misnomers. Yeah. And what people don't understand is how prevalent PTSD is, especially among women, because again, it is not necessarily combat fatigue. And the other thing that people don't realize is that PTSD is very prevalent even among first respondents or first responders or people that work in hospitals. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you yourself, that trauma But you saw it, and so if you think of of all the people that are working in an emergency room, or all the first responders, or all the people that let's just say saw what happened at 9 11, you know, for (laughs) yeah, and or all the people that watch CNN all the time instead of watching (laughs) podcasts like yours, Um,
2: yeah
1: i do not own a television and one of the gurus that's featured in my book probably 20 years ago she said one of the worst things you can do is go to bed at night after having watched tv now if you're watching a ballet on tv that's fine but most people are watching crime stories on TV or the news. And She's hitting me hard with this. Of <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> I need to
2: go back into myself
1: today. But, but, you know, if, if you think about it, we know that, I can't think of what those are called, but those games that especially young boys play all the time. The, on oh, the video yeah, games.
0: Just, uh, f- f- yeah, just, yeah. Oh, um, the the oh, more popular oh, the more popular warfare games are yes. uh, like Call of Duty. For example,
1: exactly, and we know that those are bad for children. We know that, and yet children still use them all the time. But we never think about watching TV and what we're watching and how that is going to be equally detrimental to us. Yeah,
0: no, that's why I uh, I just have my uh, my desktop hooked up to my uh, my TV because that way I can you know, I can watch whatever whatever I want. And, uh, like I uh like I turned off T V, like regular T V years ago. Uh first of all because it was nothing but reruns, like all the time, just reruns, like you know, sometimes Like, three times a day, I I would, you know, they would show me the same episode of, like, whatever show. Um, I got sick of commercials and commercial breaks. You know, you'd be watching a movie and be really into the movie, you know, coming up in a a great scene. And it's like, this movie is sponsored by... So that's, you know, that's why I I quit TV and, you know, I just have internet. And if, you know, if there's a particular movie that I want to watch, I'll, you know, download it or, you know, look up... um, a stream or whatever. If I don't have it physically, um, and honestly, that's one of the one of the better things I have done um, over the over the last few years. Because I, I mean, I I try to stay away from politics and the news and whatever anyway. I mean every once in a while I'll you know I'll check it just to uh <laughs> and
2: then you mention it to me and I'm like that's not welcome in my space. Yeah.
0: You know every once in a while I'll just check the news to see what the latest Psyop is. For example, uh like okay, so what are we supposed to pay attention to to now? Oh this? Okay, yeah, not doing that. Um but like know what to avoid.
2: Right. <laughs> okay, so I know this is a way off topic, but because I'm still learning yogic stuff. Um, My son just came in here, so this is a perfectly good question. With children, because they're wired differently than us, would you recommend them doing yin and restorative before bed so they can sleep better? Because my son has come to me and said that he's now afraid of the dark, and he needs all this ambient light within his space. And me, I found a way that I can listen to my music without YouTube putting on the background back like on my phone and i can sleep better how can i get him to understand that it was okay to do before bed
1: that is a wonderful question and surprisingly more and more young children have signs of stress and anxiety and i actually had a yoga therapy private client who was nine years old and the mother came to me because she was already doing everything right the son was still too wired to go to sleep And of course, when I first met with them, you know, I had a laundry list of things that they should and shouldn't do. And as I mentioned, the mother already had pretty much incorporated many of them, even things such as lavender essential oil, um, you know, or soothing music. Um, Again, she was very clued into what to do. It's shocking how many young children now, again, have the signs of anxiety, anxiety, which prevent them from, from sleeping. And I actually mentioned, this is digressing just a tiny bit, but I mentioned in my book that one of the reasons why I began yoga and meditation and breath work at a very young age was because I had chronic digestive disorders, which are totally brought on by stress. And what I mentioned to people, cause I also lead digestive disorder workshops, What I mentioned to people is, you know, when I was a 12 year old kid, when I had the chronic pain and the chronic issues, what kind of stress did I have compared to what I have now or what I had 10 years ago? Which, you know, I, you know, because I'm juggling many different things. And so now, and as an adult, of course, we have many more burdens. But I question, my God, how many, what stress did I have? I can't remember any stress i had yes, my body was telling me that there was stress anyway in terms with me. It yeah is. and yeah. he's in a self defense
2: class three days a week and i'm trying to get him to understand and this is where it's hard because he is on the spectrum too um, it's hard for him to understand not everyone is the same that's my aunt's heart she doesn't understand the full struggle that we have with him she said oh ambient light's fine i sleep with it all the time now that she's told him that it's fine he's so fixated and fox can tell you there are times where him and i are saying goodnight to each other and my son will burst in here and be like mom i need my light i need my light i need my light and he makes a light about it constantly i'm like baby you don't need your light but i see you with your phone on all the time and it's like yeah because i kind of crashed with the light on the phone Hmm. i don't use the light and so he tries to it and it's like he came in my room like six times mom i need my light change mom i need my light change mom i need my light change and it's like and i'm trying to get him to understand go with it out it one night and see how you oh so i try to explain to him maybe go one night without it see how you do but i can't mom i need it i need it i'm afraid of the dark <laughs> in my room I, I just and he gets so worked up to the point where i'm just like I can't do with this dude. You just need to go to bed. I can't do this. Yeah. Have you tried salt lamps? Don't use them. He needs that like rainbow flow of colors, and I'm just like, you don't need this rainbow. Mm-hmm. I
1: would, constantly? I would try to dig down and find out what is his, what are his fears. So it just occurred to me when you were talking about like the fear of the dark, or or what of whatever is when i was a child because he never had this fear but again it could be something that somebody told him it could be something that he saw on tv it could be anything it was something he
2: saw in his room and he's very spiritual like me he ended up a couple months ago before i got this diffuser he was complaining to me and fox heard it too that he was seeing a pair of red eyes in his room watching him sleep
1: but i would try to talk to him about how you know even if that even if he saw that, about how that was protection. as opposed he felt very to,
2: fearful of those things, yeah. and that's like where, as somebody who's into spiritual stuff and who's into it, on my property we have a spirit, and I've worked with the paranormal groups enough that I've kind of understood it a little bit better. On my property we have a spirit that's a mimic, and so it off of your fear mm. and my fear is the mm. w word which the natives don't speak of because i'm native you don't speak of it that's my fear manifest and then with my son because he's into christianity stuff which i'm letting him decide on his own he's afraid of demons and the devil so this spirit thing is showing itself as that to my son so that's where okay. I'm trying to get him to understand it's okay he's he gets fixated and he gets overly stressed and I'm like dude you're protected you are fine you can go to sleep and it's just it's very hard Fox can even tell you it's to the point where it's like oh my god I don't want to fight with you
1: and with the client that I had I even did art therapy with him to try to bring out some of the fears and erase the fears. And what I would recommend to you is, um, have you done yoga nidra? Because I would um, recommend yoga nidra because first of all, yoga nidra is all about helping you to sleep. But yoga nidra is also very therapeutic and it can work very well for stress and anxiety and, and PTSD. And so I would think that yoga nidra would be really helpful And um, so I would consider that. But, But going back to the original question you asked about restorative or yin, I would say absolutely. For anybody, I mean, pretty much for anybody, they should be able to sleep better with yin or restorative before bedtime. You were talking about bed yoga, and I don't need much sleep. I will wake up a lot of times in the middle of the night, and when I do, I just go into different breathing exercises, or I go into different um, yin or restorative poses, and or, or my mantra meditation, and so... I, I do all of that. And of course, it, it totally calms me down. And then I can go back to sleep. However, back in the day before, when I re- had a television, I haven't had a television in, I think I got rid of my televisions in 2010. So it's been a long time that I haven't had any television. But back when I did have televisions, when I would wake up in the middle of the night, go to another room, and I would go on the laptop, and then I would watch TV. And of course, I couldn't get back to so to sleep.
2: <laughs> Whereas yeah.
1: if, I, if I stay in bed with the lights off and I'm just focusing everything, yoga is all about the relaxation response, which is a parasympathetic system. And so if I just let yoga do its job, then even if I'm not in a deep sleep, I'm relaxed and I'm nourished. The other thing too that I did wanna mention regarding sleep, and I'm not saying this is definitely not your son's case, but just in general is that many people I hear all the time from the medical community and even from communities that in holistic health that you need to have eight hours of sleep a night. Well, I don't I don't believe in that. I don't think I've had eight hours of sleep 30 or 40 years. But our Ayurvedic perspective, depending on your dosha, depends on how much sleep you need.
0: Enjoy listening
2: to podcasts and ever wonder, can I make a podcast? But it seems so complicated. And good audio production can take time. What if there was a way to create an amazing podcast easily? Well, now there is. Introducing Podcasting Made Easy from Podcasting Audio. My production team will handle your entire audio production, allowing you to be the star of your show. This is Podcasting Made Easy. How easy? Well, so easy you don't even have to press record. Now that's easy. Your listeners are waiting. Let's deliver. Sign up for a free strategy call today at podtasticaudio.com slash easy.
1: And, of course, if you go back in history, the yogis slept very little. And even today, some gurus will sleep very little. But to me, the reason why is because we know how to turn on the relaxation response.
0: I think that's another one of those Things like um, like meditation is you know sitting still with your eyes closed. I think the eight hours of sleep is another one of those things like uh, very over generalized and you know this is what you should be doing because otherwise you know it takes away from your health and whatever. And I mean sometimes eight hour eight hours of sleep just isn't an option. I mean I I work in security. I've worked airport security for a while. Um, and, you know, there were times that I had to start at like 4.15, 5.15 a.m. And, you know, to get eight hours of sleep in then i mean i'm not the type that can go to sleep at like 9 p.m because you know it would take me hours to fall asleep because that's just it's it's that's not my biorhythm so you know on those days i'd sleep on like what was it five six hours maybe i mean yeah, i'm, I'm, I'm what we
2: were spending time
0: together too yeah that's we just that too time. you know that's that was another thing that was difficult at times, I mean, sometimes it'd be funny, you know, I go to work and she go to sleep. Um, but, you know, eight hours of sleep, sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. And it really, it depends on the yeah, day. Really, it's it,
2: that's it, where it's like, you could tell the days that he was working mornings, he was always stressed out and you could hear it in his voice. And it's like, you gotta relax. I'm not going to get enough sleep. I'm going crazy. And it's like, okay, I don't need it from both, <laughs> both of my boys oh my god and it was it was the point where it was just you could tell it was starting to eat at him and mm-hmm. i tell people all the time stress is the main reason why we gain weight mm-hmm. and i know mine is different because of my pcos but that's where it's like it's trying hard trying to explain to fox and then explain to um slug dude what we call him <laughs> slug dude that is slug Dead and fox and son it's slut dudes yep. but um
0: we're a bunch of sluggers a dude <laughs> i can't
2: explain to him enough that you know him going to bed at 11 30 at night especially as a teenager and waking up at three o'clock four o'clock five o'clock six o'clock seven o'clock until he's up up is not healthy and that's where you know i'm trying to explain to him because he has that light in his room his mind thinks that it's daytime and that's where I'm struggling to get him to understand you don't need a night light mom is like logan i mean Slugy. sorry sorry, sorry can it's, you bleep that sorry yeah no it's fine I'm, i'll uh, um, i'll let it out Sorry, right i'm very tired because last night was horrible explaining to him that you know do yoga do yoga like your mom does and that's where i'm glad that i'm talking to you about it because it's like i'm just trying to understand that yoga is
0: okay I, would it help if um if you did it together with him would that be there's
2: not enough space in his room especially with how he's growing And also, depending
0: depending on the
1: child, some children would appreciate doing it together, some would not. And that's why I'm thinking with Yoga Nidra, because there are so many, you know, on an an app, you can easily, you know, he can pick which Yoga Nidra recording he wants to listen to and how long, of course, you can pick. Do you want 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 60 minutes? And and that way he can kind of do it on his own as well. I'm
2: thinking he needs to because just, I'm at my wits end right now. And that's where it's showing because you guys just heard me slip.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it used to be, I remember when I was a kid, what we were told to do, because I could never sleep when I was a kid. And I don't think it was stress. I just think it was because I truly did not need the eight hours of sleep. Now, again, some people do. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say some people do. But what we were told back then, and I don't know if they said this in the Netherlands, but we were told... To count sheep where you visualize <laughs> yeah. one sheep and you keep visualizing and counting the sheep and and if it's, you think about it that is a, a classic form of mindfulness that's
0: that's, that's the awesome. the classic counting sheep we've uh, we've all seen it like in the cartoons and all and I
2: tell him to count
0: something else because he's like but sheep and
2: i'm like something. <laughs>
0: something doesn't have to be sheep okay it's a metaphor i mean it can be but yeah um <laughs> Like speaking of uh, of mindfulness, it's a question I wanted to ask earlier. That's uh, the whole mindfulness thing has really become commercialized. Like everyone and their mom is now into mindfulness. And if you go to the like the, the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store or just, you know, wherever you'll yeah, find
2: apps, you find.
0: you'll find a, a dozen and one mindfulness apps. And mindfulness
2: for single moms mindfulness for moms mindful meditations for wives it's like I just yeah. need mindful
0: like everybody from you know early 20s to you know later in life let's just put it that way is now the, the a seasoned
2: the seasoned
0: folk sure yeah <laughs> she has she has such a nice way of putting it'm I'm, I'm European I'm too blunt um but like is now into mindfulness or teaches mindfulness and it's it's something that well personally it it starts hugging me and it it's it's making me want to to stay away from it because it's so like it's so hard to like now find the the right ones, pick out the right ones because everyone is doing it now and everyone is teaching it now. And
1: that's the way I feel about like, yoga today.
0: Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Um now they have you know
1: goat yoga. I don't know if you've seen the, goat yoga <laughs> yeah. goat
2: yoga and puppy yoga are the best. Okay.
0: <laughs> She's feisty and then there's careful. Also, there's
1: also um like Yo,
0: beer and wine yoga. Oh, I can do that one. That would be more foxes. Beer yoga and wine yoga for my parents. I'm down. I'm good.
2: Uh, I just totally could see it now. You guys would be enjoying the beer and the wine too much.
0: (laughs) Hey, you know, it'll help you get into those poses. I'm just saying.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and I'd be sitting there laughing at you the whole time.
0: Yeah, probably. But... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I
2: know. It's just it's so weird because like um, I have friends who are Christian and they don't believe in the same concepts as me and Fox do. And I'm not dissing on anyone. I'm not. But the thing that upsets me to know is, is that Christians are now saying that yoga is good for them. And it's like, oh, no, weren't no, you guys just good. saying a few years ago saying that it was full of magic and demonology? I mean, that's still the old
0: school Christian thought, isn't it? I mean, I I know Joshua Branch is in the chat, bro. Uh, no flag towards Christians, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's a, he's a good one. He's one of the good ones. Um, but like up, like up to a few years ago, like that was the devil's work, and that's you know how you get possessed by demons and whatever. And now all of a sudden, it's good.
1: There still are some people that believe that you know and um, hey you know everybody's different but why is it
2: like a few years ago they were attacking me for doing yoga and now all of a sudden they're like you should come back to the church we have yoga after service
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> so because like just the the whole thing of spirituality has become commercialized it's just such right. such a shame because it, it waters it down so much
2: but it's just it's i just don't understand because then like the thing that that threw me off was i went to this Huge church in town, and I remember, you know, like me doing meditation and me, you know, just stepping out to kind of just breathe because this was my son's thing more than anything. I remember me doing my thing. They thought I was invoking something because I was breathing. <laughs> <laughs> so was I just have
1: just to like, say, um, that, but just... I have to say, I think that that's one of the reasons why mindfulness is so popular now because meditation was had. I know. I'm I know i don't have anything negative in my mind at all because and i was never raised, raised christian but i always envision meditation as like a buddha meditating and yep, um, yes. so i think that maybe that is one of the reasons why the word mindfulness is becoming more acceptable but the thing about mindfulness is that it crosses over into everything and again it 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 take it broadens the spectrum of what it includes Mm -hmm. and so professionals for example psychotherapists will encourage everybody to be more mindful so ultimately it's going to help more people
0: i mean yeah that's that is true the that's that's another thing that uh commercialization is good for like bringing it to the masses and to people who may not have heard of it before who may not
2: what have it threw me off because i was like wait what and i don't have the picture <laughs> anymore because i told him to delete it but they actually had a poster he's just doing a meditation and yoga and i was like that's what? That's, fascinating. Oh, that's Oh, oh my! And I was like, I was trying not to laugh because you know this is this is something I never thought in a million years I would see at that church, and I was just like, No, I've but, seen everything.
1: But, well, you know. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I I've been leading a virtual book club every week since March of 2020, and yesterday, and I run it on my Instagram channel and my Facebook two of my Facebook channels, and what. I, the book that I read from yesterday, it was a book called Contentment. And I simply opened the book up at random mm-hmm. and read a couple of pages. And what was beautiful about the book that I read, and again, this was all random what I read from, they were talking about being present from a Native American perspective. And of course they gave examples. They also Mm. talked about Shabbat and how Shabbat helps you regardless of religion, having a Sabbath to be more present. And then they also talked about Benedict, the um, saint. I don't know if he was a saint or a monk. So what I loved is how they had Three different cultural traditions reinforcing the importance of being present, and then they did talk about India as well. Um, but but I really thought that was fabulous.
0: This is an interesting comment from uh, from the branch Joshua the branch. Um, I mean I was going to say like if we um, assume that the Christ indeed was a a, a physical man. You know, he was a mystery school teacher. So the Buddha achieves enlightenment under the Bodhi tree. And Jesus dispenses with the parable uh, to the fig tree in the gospel. So and that's that's another thing that's coming back in so many spiritual teachings, trees and the importance mm. of trees. Like for example, in the North germanic um, traditions, oak trees are really important. And you no, know, that's the, the one thing that's, well... Angered a lot of pagans back in the back in the day when one of her sacred oak trees got cut down, and that's when we cut down the one who cut down the tree to put it to put it in that way. Um, Oh my goodness, we did not just go there. There Sorry, folks. (laughs) No, but it's I mean the, the sight of. Uh, or just, like, picturing Jesus in, like, a, a yoga pose or whatever. It, 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 like, <laughs> it may be, it, it, it may be it's a little, comical it may be to a little me because
2: it's, like, it's comical to me because, like, I used to tell people when I was going to that church for my son, yeah, I'm going to yoga class after this. What are you guys doing? You're doing what now? I'm doing my yoga practice. What are you doing? Why are you invoking the demons? I'm invoking what now?
0: And now all of a and sudden. And that's you're... where it's,
2: like, it was so hard. And then recently, my friend sent me that in the kids'
0: classrooms. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if we were to to assume, I I a trend. like I said, if we were to assume that the Christ was indeed a physical figure, was indeed a you know a spiritual master, uh, mm-hmm. you know, from from the Middle East, I do believe that he would. Have taught some form of yogic practice or mindfulness or whatever. Like it's it's all like within the mystery schools, within the you know the the spiritual schools and all. So but
2: it was fairly poorly done. Well, yeah, because, I'm not that's because it, nobody seems to
0: able time. to draw.
2: No, it was more of me saying this. I'm really sorry, right. Miss Deborah. It was basically the head of Jesus and someone doing yoga. I mean, she's shaking her head. She knows what's up. No yeah. that's basically what it was and it was just like yeah, i've seen everything i honestly seen everything and that's where it's like that's why i love yoga so much. you know like for the longest time i was unable to tell people i'm a, i was an old time witch i mean Fox had a hard time saying getting me to say it because i was always saying yeah i'm just spiritual yeah, I'm just, you know, into spiritual side of religion. I, I wouldn't say what I was because for so long I hid myself. And that's where when I started doing yoga again. And being with Fox, it really helped me understand this is who I am. And that's another reason why along with that yoga teacher that I had when I was working at the gym it was a, I was able to be myself and I was able to find yoga and that's why I'm here because I want to know the ins and outs of the business side too but I also want to know can I make this a career Does that make sense
0: I think mm-hmm. I mean you you have the, the willingness you have the knowledge I mean thing you did today when you woke up is join us because I have a you know, a, a yogi and uh, yoga therapist he already
2: invited. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, I mean, I'd say that's one of the reasons I, and this is, of course, as your husband, I am highly biased. Um, <laughs> I always say that, you know, like, oh, I feel like crap. No, honey, you're beautiful. But then again, I'm biased. So, uh <laughs> uh, but no, like, honestly, I, I do believe you, you can. If you want to. I mean, you've been working so hard on it already. And I mean, this is also kind of, you know, sort of teaching.
2: talking to a fellow yoga teacher who's been in it for years. Yeah. And who's done what I want to do, travel the world with the joy of yoga.
0: It's just, you know, she has a, a head start on you. She's
1: what I want to be in a few years. Just keep, and keep in mind, a... I actually... I never. I've been practicing yoga most of my life, but I didn't become a yoga teacher until after I was 50 years old. You look amazing for your age, Mister. Thank you.
0: Yeah, like that. That was a couple of the first things that um, that people said in the the chat. That um, I guess that's the the power of yoga. um, And people just like not able to believe it, but you know, a good lifestyle and it does look easels. amazing
2: and that's oh yeah like, the thing i mean too, where it's like so i am saying keep doing people want, like, so. i'm gonna say it because i'm gonna definitely what i want to be when i'm 65 oh
1: of... thank you and what what i'm very proud of is i take zero med and i try I, and again i have multiple chronic issues that i've had since childhood but i don't have any problems with them and they are all managed through holistic lifestyle and i also consider myself diabetic and i do not take any meds i'm not i don't need insulin and my blood sugar level is fine but again i do consider myself diabetic because i am insulin resistant and what i recognize is if i ate like other people eat i would need a couple shots of insulin a day. Yeah.
0: I mean there's the, I have said it many times before but the mind is a powerful thing. Um you see that for example here in the Netherlands with um yeah. them off uh, the ice man, you know, he he has actually proven doctors wrong like he he'd be in the hospital and they'd administer him something that like actively makes him sick and he told them no, you know, just do it. I can I can heal myself, you know, he will get hooked up to some machines which you know measure all those things i'm i'm not a medical specialist uh, this is just i i've seen it once um they're like but <laughs> they like you, you're gonna need this you're gonna need these medicine okay like there is no way that you're gonna be able to do that you know, guess what it took him less than a day and he goes back to full health that's
2: the beauty of yoga and meditations is that you and, center and breath and control reiki. and, and reiki, yeah and reiki and that's why I love doing Reiki with you, Han, so much is because even at a distance, I can still send you my intent in healing your headache. I can still oh, yeah, send good. you healing and helping, not saying fully because that's up to you, mm. and healing your heart after my brother-in-law and your brother passed away. Yeah. Being able to help heal is what Reiki is all about, is necessarily healing you from no magic. Worker like that, aiding you and seeing what you can heal yourself. with yeah. the helpless. And that's why I like yoga so much, is because it heals me. Like I told you guys earlier, after I was done crying, I realized I needed that because it helped whatever was going on within my body. And that's why I like meditation so much, is because, you know. I listen to morning meditations before I, I go to work and it gets me in that mindset. And I listen to it a little bit while I'm on my lunch if I can. And then I listen to it at night because it's just sorry, yeah, thinking about it, putting you sleep. Even at meditations at night and doing Yoga, it helps me put myself in a end state, and that's why I don't like yelling as much anymore because yelling doesn't serve anything, it just brings in that negative vibration. Yeah, and I don't want that in my space at night, especially if I'm a That's why you know, even though I was kind of groggy waking up, like, hey, I'll join you, Miss Deborah's energy was so inviting, I was like, I have to I'm gonna go get my headphones i going to look like a mess, but I'm going
1: to still do the show. Thank you. I'm so glad you did join. And I just Thank wanted you. to clarify for those that are not familiar with Reiki is that one of the things that is, as you mentioned, so powerful, but not as well understood is distance Reiki. And of course, it's all about energy. And that is why distance energy, distance Reiki work. Um, so it's very interesting. Cause I do it with Fox all the time. Like he doesn't get migraines like I do. Um. So when he
2: does get them, I'm trying to get him to like relax first off. But like with him, he's like, "Hun, I can't do the light. It hurts. Don't. It hurts." you got to relax. That's why you have one in the first place is that you tensed yourself up so much and you've worked yourself up so much that you just, you need to relax and let yeah. go. And that's where him, I'm able to notice with me, I need to stop and let go. Somebody who can't sit still during yoga, I just, I try to get him to be calm with his breath as he rolls his eyes, And then he looks at me and he does it like exaggerating. And it's like, that's not going to work. You have to breathe. (laughs) And he's just like, and it's like, that's not the kind of breath I'm talking about. You have to do what the yoga teacher at the gym taught you. You have to go through your stomach and then you have to go out through your mouth. And if you do the, the, it's not gonna
0: and then eventually when i do it does help and you know i have to admit that i don't like that
2: (laughs) that's why i love doing reiki so much and that's why with my lifestyle what i want is sound meditations with my sound healing um i shouldn't say healing or yeah i could say healing because i can't use therapy um Sound healing, Reiki healing, crystal healing is because smell. I want to also use smell with the mic because I find if you have a stone that you need, the smell, sound, and the Reiki, it makes your yogic practice so much better, in my opinion. Because when Fox was here visiting and in our class, my teacher would go around saying, do you want some essential oil? And the first thing that I did, you guys can't see me, but I would raise my hand. (laughs) I would literally raise my hand. And I'd keep it yeah. there. And I'd, I'd beg her to give me some more because to me, it was so beneficial to me. Like you'd spray it on your wrists and you just put them over your eyes. You'd have you hold it there till the smell dissipated. I need a good stuff. And that's where it's like, I want to do that because even though you're engaging your body and you're going it within, if you have other things that are invoking your senses, it's the most blissful experience that you can ever experience.
1: And I want to mention in terms of sound, because I love sound therapy. I have a gong and I have Tibetan bulls, but I am not a sound specialist. So I do lead sound sessions. My battery, by the way, is about to die. It's like, oh, and my oh. earphones actually. Can you hear me okay like this? We can hear you
0: okay. okay. We can. Okay. We can hear you. We'll my uh, ear- we'll, we'll- we'll wrap it up soon
1: okay because my air are about to die and my battery's about to go but anyway <laughs> i just wanted to mention that even though i am not a sound specialist i love sound healing and one of the chapters in my book is all about sound therapy and sound healing I know and I'm it gonna explains gonna it why it helps. so again it's it's a very it's very um very cut and dry from a scientific standpoint, how sound therapy works. Chymatics, chymatics,
0: yeah,
2: it is. And that's why I'm thankful that I came onto the show today because Miss Deborah, you really made me realize what I want to do within my own yoga teaching and doing sound therapy or not therapy. Sorry, I'm still waking up, healing, um, Reiki healing crystal healing, all therapy. It's something I want to do. And I've been playing around with so many things and coming on today
1: made me realize this is what I want to do. I would love to meet you in person sometime. Maybe, maybe you go to Costa Rica. (laughs) I'm going to be traveling. And I'm going to be traveling a lot for my book promotion, but uh, I'd love to. Everyone we Every day.
0: Every time she comes on a podcast, everyone wants to meet her.
2: <laughs> it's just the energy to pursue, huh? But that's true, as yogis say all the time: Namaste. The light in me honors the light in you, Mr.
1: Deborah. To you, Mary. it has been such a joy.
0: Well, and on this beautiful, uh, beautiful saying, um, Deborah, let's uh, let the people know where they can where they can find you, where they can find your your book, because. Um, I'm definitely ordering like- one.
1: Well, you can go. <laughs> most of my most of my um, social media is under my name, Deborah D e b o r a h Charnes C h a r n e s. That's my Instagram, and that's my LinkedIn, and that is my YouTube channel. My mm-hmm. website, you can go to debracharnes.com and there is a button there for the book. And my Facebook, however, is V T H E Namaste and then Council, C-O-U-N-S-E-L. So the only thing that's not my name is my Facebook page, which is Namaste Council.
2: definitely going to be looking you up. So. Well,
1: I definitely want you to keep in touch with me. Thank you, Mr. Pepper. I appreciate that. Um, and, and thank you so much, Fox, for... For coordinating this and for inviting us both on, <laughs>
2: of course. And thank of you course
0: for, it is my pleasure. for
1: extending your energy for me
2: to come on. I appreciate it. Well, it has
0: um, been my pleasure uh, hosting you. It's uh, been my pleasure uh, to have my uh, my darling wife on here as well. Uh, I was I was hoping that she uh, she would wake up in time so that she could join us um, because you know we set this up rather rather quickly. Uh, of course, so Han, uh, thank you very much for uh, coming on right away. Uh, I know well, it your was his
2: the... energy woke me up, so thank you to you
0: both. <laughs> well, you're uh, you're very welcome, darling. So, this has been a, uh, a great episode on the Greyhorn Pagans podcast with Deborah Charns and, of course, my lovely co host Fire Faye. Um, I should have all the links in the description. Below and if not, I am going to add them soon. I will uh, add them when um, when we end the the podcast when we end the broadcast. So thank you all very much for watching. Thank you all very much for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share. Um, and namaste
2: above all else. Uh,
0: of course, you know everything. Namaste and with Namaste and Namaste coffee. And- Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, if you want to see more of us, if you want to hear more of us, of Greyhorn Pagans, you can go to our website, www.greyhornpagans.com. Everything is found on there, the the podcasts, the tribe. um, My side
2: ventures with the paranormal.
0: That too, uh, we should add that on there as well uh since we are working together and craig is in the tribe now as well um the different sub stack articles that uh a few of our members are uh, are writing all very interesting um so yeah you can find that all on our website um again deborah and miss varife thank you both for coming on it has been uh, very enjoyable and uh, i guess i should be doing more yoga as well since
1: because <laughs> no, i'm actually in a good place now
0: since there are so and, many and more I, people who are telling me to do so
1: <laughs> and if i can just mention that in my book one of the concepts of my book is that it's for people at any levels or of any any places in their life the idea is just in 10 minutes a day, you can have enjoyable, accessible practices that are free. So whether it's laughing, whether it's smiling, whether it's having um, having a gratitude practice, those to me are all part of yoga.
0: Okay, and
2: I will do that today after I have my tea.
0: <laughs> okay, then I guess I will be joining in on that. Um, so thank you. <laughs> for uh for backing up firefay because now i'm gonna gonna have to do it um but again thank you all for watching thank you all for for listening uh and yeah on to the next one until next time see you guys (laughs) namaste bye guys